everybody. Uh, welcome back to the Roads We've Traveled podcast. My name is AJ Peltier. Thank you again for tuning in, subscribing, all that great stuff. I know it's been it's been a while. Um, from uh, my last message, uh, yeah, I uh, I lost my mother at the end of March, uh, March twenty eighth, twenty twenty two, and um, just when I thought things couldn't get any worse, um, my father passed away. Uh, two and a half months later. Um, so it's been a very, very difficult year to say the least for myself and my family. Um, I've spent most of my time, uh, in therapy, uh, dealing with my grief, um, trying to rebuild and be there for my family and everything like that. So I do apologize that I just, I just was not in the right frame of mind to put out any sort of content, um, during that time. And, uh, I appreciate, I've been seeing people still downloading the show. Um, and I, I did get a, a, a call from a friend, um, encouraging me to come back with the show, encouraging that, you know, it matters to people that, you know, people need to talk about stuff and talk about life and, you know, things to get them through. So, uh, I'm in the process of building a team together and, uh, hashing out uh season four so um that's gonna happen um it's just gonna be nice not having to do everything myself which is another main reason why i had to stop doing this because at the time focusing on myself i couldn't focus on doing anything else like editing and stuff like that so um but during my time off um i took time off of work um to you know get myself in a better place to help my sister out uh with stuff that she needed, uh, you know, grieve obviously. And, you know, just, just keep going, you know? So, um, I, I just want to say thank you to my listeners, my followers out there for being so supportive during my time of need to my friends and my family for being there. And thank you, you know, that it, it's, it's been rough and, you know, it's, I still have my moments and, um, you know, uh, I'm doing better though, thankfully. So thank you from the bottom of my heart, you know, for coming back and waiting patiently. I, I didn't think the show was ever going to come back and it's, it's gonna, so we're going to finish off season three. I've got an episode today, which I'll talk about the guest in just a second. Um, and then we're going to do for a season finale. I'm getting together a few, uh, people that know what it's like losing a parent. Uh, and we're going to talk about grief and we're going to talk about, uh, you know, the heavy stuff and what it's like, uh, cause not a lot of people can relate, you know, to losing a parent, you know, it's, it's, you know, until it happens, you really don't understand, you know, um, what it's like. So, and we're just there to talk about it, but we're going to work that out and everything like that, but that will be the season two or uh, season three finale, excuse me. So, but let's just get into today's guest. Um, I messaged this guy way early this year <laughs> was not expecting him to like really you know write me back or anything just you know for haha's i was like i was a fan of this guy and content he's put out uh mr holden McNe- holden mcneely from last podcast network wizard in the bruiser uh page seven roundtable gentleman and of course you know twitch.tv forward slash holden eight or so you're welcome holden uh <laughs> if i missed anything i'm sorry Check out their Patreon too. But uh, 
Um, I've been listening to this guy for so long now. His podcast, Wizard and the Bruiser, has gotten me through so many long nights at work. Uh, you know, educating me on a lot of pop culture stuff from like different comic books to like video games. Uh, to music and anything in between, I suggest you guys definitely check out that podcast. It's amazing. Um, and everything Last Podcast Network puts out, everything is just awesome from them. And uh, But yeah, it was just, uh, you know, out on a whim. I was just like, let me see if he would be interested. I'm sure he probably has better things to do. And he got back to me. He was like, I am totally down to talk about stuff and like this, that, and the other. And man, Holden was such a nice guy. Um, you know, we talked about a lot of stuff from how he, you know, went from working at an insurance company to going streaming full time to like, you know, working in a, a group, uh, an improv group, Murder Fist, um, to leaving that and, you know, pursuing podcasting and everything in between, like giving up acting altogether, uh, just to get into podcasting and streaming and like the difficulties he went through with that. Plus, you know, being a new father on top of it, too. And, you know, uh, also going to therapy for the first time and uh, couples therapy. Like, you know, he talks all about it today. So uh, I've talked about it enough. Let's just get into it. Here is episode 48 of the Roads We've Traveled podcast with Mr. Holden McNeely. Check it out. Welcome to the Roads We've Traveled podcast, episode 48. My name is AJ Pelletier. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know it's been a while. I probably had a whole spiel for the intro already that, you know, you're probably tired of hearing my voice already. But man, oh man, do I have a great guest for you guys today. Huge. I'm such a huge fan of this guy and all the content he's put out. Uh, last podcast network, Wizard and the Bruiser, page seven, and streamer himself, Holden McNeely. Holden, how are you? Doing good, doing good. Thanks for having me, AJ. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being here, man. Like, <laughs> I, I wrote you a message like months ago, and I was just like, there's no way he's going to get back to me. That's fine. Whatever. And then just out of the blue, hey, yeah, I'm totally down to do this. I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah, okay, I, I got to finally- get ready for this at it like i have you know it's weird once you don't like just have a boss or whatever technically my i have a boss my friends are my boss (laughs) the they are henry ed or henry ben and marcus of last podcast on the left which is already like ridiculous um but you know when you start having a boss you just kind of have to like write stuff down on a list each week or at least that's what i do and i just finally started writing down every week um respond to social media dms because this is what happens i forget (laughs) to do that slash i get like i wouldn't say depressed but just major imposter syndrome i guess so i like i'm afraid of the dms a little bit or so you know what i mean or i don't know it's just weird (laughs) no i get it i get it yeah i I get get weird dms from people all the time you know like and that's why i was like all right what am i gonna say to this guy because like obviously i've been a fan of your podcast for so, so just just to get into it, like for those that don't know this man right here, Holden McNeely, uh, Wizard and the Bruiser, Last Podcast Network. Um, I got introduced to your podcast. Um, actually, I was a fan of Drawfee for oh, a hell very yeah. long time. Still am. 
And um, uh, Jake was on a few episodes. I'm like, that guy is hilarious. And then he just started plugging your podcast. So then I started listening and I'm like, I am all about this, like, because I am such a huge nerd myself, too. I mean, if you couldn't tell from my background already. The Funko Pops and the action figures. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. Oh, and the fucking older older millennial. uh, Sandman mask, too. I just caught that. That's dope, dude. That's huge. (laughs) Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um, Yeah, Yeah. for sure. And so, of course, yeah, in our podcast. Typical streamer background here. You know know, what I mean? And I am so, mine is so (laughs) pathetic and sad. It is literally nothing. I I moved out of. my office became a nursery, and so now I, my stream setup's just like in this weird nook between the my bedroom and the bathroom. And I'm just like, it's it's like we're I'm gonna try to add some stuff. I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna try to put some pictures up in the background. But yeah, yeah, you're oh, you're cool. killing it. And uh, I need I need some. And uh, you know, I had, do have some Funko Pops. And of course, where's the bruise? We did an episode nice. on Funko Pop, and we take anything that has. A big fandom, generally of the nerdy type of fandom, and and try to figure out why or explain the history of it. And so it works really well because I spend most of my time learning how someone became incredibly successful doing what they love, right? right. Which I feel like helped, you know, inspire me even to like, you know, I can see patterns after a while of like, oh, usually, by the way, it's this get a job. In the thing you like, like say it's a video, you want to make video games, get a job at some monster video game dev company, right? And then be like, I'm going to work on this little project using your resources after hours over here off in the corner. Don't worry about what I'm making. Mm That's where Resident Evil exploring in caves behind your houses. You know what I mean? First of all, sorry, I completely (laughs) fucked the bed on that. Explore some (laughs) caves behind your house first to get inspiration. (laughs) Then take that inspiration to a weird big company like Capcom and be like, I'm just going to work on this over here. That was like Mega Man, Resident Evil. They all work. That's how it worked. Mm. Like use the monster's resources to create your passion project in the dark hours uh, when they're not looking. Mm. And then you'll get to create something unique and interesting and it'll become a popular IP as opposed to whatever gun lord game you're working on for them. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so that is Hell kind yeah. of part. Of, and I mean, actually, I could kind of see that for myself. I mean, you know, when I, I all I did with Wizard of the Bruiser was just say, you know, what of all my friends at the time, especially who was the doing the best uh, it was it was my buddy's offshoot side project last podcast on the left, which was completely like the side thing to the side thing. And it started blowing up and I was like, people like to learn and they like to laugh. And so I just applied the and they like fucking dark shit. But, well, you, you were know. doing round uh, round table at the yes. time, too, right? Yeah, I was round table yeah. gentleman and I was in a sketch comedy group called Murder Fist and Murder Fist was yes. initially like the thing. That was the thing. I was going to, you know, I moved with those guys from Tallahassee, Florida. I was going to, most of us were going to FSU at the time, Florida State University. And we moved after college as a group from there to Brooklyn and started doing this sketch comedy show. And it was like, we're going to get a show. We're going to get a show on HBO. We essentially were like insanely inspired by Mr. Show um, and others sketched up. But that was the big one. I, I watched those like, I think my buddy showed me some of the episodes from when the DVD set came out for like seasons one and two. And then I like fell in love with it, got all of the DVDs, got all the seasons would constantly have it on. And like, I was struggling in acting school uh, for, for a year and a half, got kicked out of acting school. 
um, because it just clashed wow. with the uh, with the faculty and really just like yeah, I just didn't belong. And I thought that I needed to become like a like out of high school because you don't when you're young you have no idea you can just do stuff like pursue right. comedy. You know, at least at that time, I think it's changed because of the internet. But at that time, I get out of I get out of high school. I'm like, I have to become a serious actor, and then like I suck at that. So then I get kicked out of that. I started doing improv and sketch comedy, and it was like a eureka moment. And then we formed Murder Fist. Um, essentially, watching those DVDs, it was like, oh, we can just like do this. We could just put one of these together. We could dress up in costumes and like write these scripts and like do this here now. And we started doing it um, at the only gay bar in Tallahassee, at least at the time. It was called Brothers. It was this filthy fucking bar. It was awesome. And they let us yeah, go. But those are the best times, the you best. know? Like, Oh, <laughs> uh, we go into our rehearsals were on, I think, Sunday morning. And it was the mm. reek from the night before, the stench. <laughs> like, we wanted to throw up because we're all hungover, too, because we're getting hammered. Right, right. <laughs> Tallahassee was insane. I threw, like, 10 keggers and stuff. It was ridiculous. And wow. so we came in and we're just like already wanting to throw up. And then the, just the sheer reek of like sweat and cum and alcohol. It was just <laughs> like, and then we'd rehearse sketch comedy there. Uh, uh, and we, on Tuesdays, we just went in and we just got to do whatever we wanted. And they loved it. Cause we brought in a bunch of new people that like would never go to that bar. And, uh, and then we all moved to Tallahassee, start doing that. And then round table was like, you know, the people we met through doing stand-up comedy, we met Ben Kissel. We met, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I think, him first. And then Kissel, I think, is the one who connected us to Marcus. And mm-hmm. we all just became this group of buddies. And I uh, podcasting was in its infancy. And uh, yeah, so uh, from there, we, we formed Roundtable of Gentlemen and just started doing a weekly comedy thing pure chaos that show was yeah. it was just like the, especially some of the earlier recordings it's so hard to like understand what half of you are saying because <laughs> like I'm, I'm sure it's like just one mic in the center of the room oh or something I you mean, know like how like how my friends and i used to do our uh, uh pop culture podcast back in the day so <laughs> yeah exactly right it was like i think we had more than one mic but <laughs> it was in this like tiny space at first we could barely all fit in there um right. at the creek in the cave uh, which it relocated to has since relocated to austin but that was uh it was um you know a mexican restaurant slash comedy theater and then in the basement mm-hmm. we were like recording this thing and uh yeah it was again and the funny thing is this is why i always try to like recommend to people also in terms of pursuing especially i think a creative career like never get tunnel vision. I think our biggest mistake was like, it's going to be murder fist. We're going to move to New York. We're going to get a show on TV. It's like really good to manifest stuff by saying that stuff aloud, but also do other things. And right, right. Do, you know what I mean? I, everybody in murder fist who like also had podcasts also were doing stand up, also were doing, you know, this, that, and the other, they're all mm. w- working now. Right. Like in a in yeah, creative I mean, careers. Right. Be, and, I totally, yeah. I, I I totally agree. I'm sorry. I, I, I totally agree with you because like I was doing music for such a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a local regional band in New England here and we made it pretty big in like uh, from 2012 to 2015. I mean, like we had labels looking at us and everything. I made friends with like pretty famous musicians. Uh, like, I don't know if you know, uh, Jeannie Sagan, she used to play with All the Remains. She was their bass player. Cool. Um, she, yeah, she she actually married my best friend. Oh, wow. And uh, we did, we all did a podcast together for a while. And then um, 
which was a lot of fun and stuff like that. But then like, I was so focused on like music, music, like this is where I'm going to go. And then when the door slammed in our face, because some of the guys in my band were too old, <laughs> uh, you know, it was just like, all right, well, what the fuck else am I going to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? So then I started getting into streaming and podcasting and stuff like that and getting my creativity out that way. Was it, was it almost the same thing with you after Murderfist? Yeah, totally. Like Murderfist and Roundtable too. Cause it was like Murderfist was dissolving, and then Roundtable was like almost sadder because everyone was like around me in that on the, at the table was getting too successful. So I wasn't even getting too old. Like they were moving to LA or always like right. on tour or writing for a show, you know, or something. Like it was just insane. Like uh, you know, and I was just sitting there, like still having a day job, office job just right. still like really really upset about that i just can't live like normal people i can't do it i can't i i and and i think it made it even worse by like but actually this is the advice an, another piece of advice i like to give people um because you know this show is called unsolicited advice so i'll do it um uh i'm just giving a lot of unsolicited advice but but uh, another piece <laughs> of advice i would give people is like if you want a career in creative shit have a job you fucking hate. You have to hate Oh, I'm already your job. there. You have I'm to, already there, man. You have to hate <laughs> it. Because like if you get that just cozy enough, like this is a little dated, but like BuzzFeed job or like mm -hmm. you know, copywriting job. They get, they let you be just oh. creative enough that the people around you are just fun enough to work. Like I was in real estate insurance and happily because every second I was there. I was thinking about how to get the fuck out of there. And I think you right. have to have that fire under your ass to to make a make big moves. You have to hate it so fucking much because if not you'll just stay in limbo. You'll always kind of wish you had done more, right? So uh, but that said, yeah, I feel like you're. I feel, I feel like you're talking to me directly because this is a lot what I'm do dealing with right yeah. now. Because I've been working in manufacturing for like the last like six, seven years, mm. uh, and with this current job for four years, and just fucking miserable. Yeah, like nighttime work, like work until one a.m. I don't have a social life. You know what I mean? Uh, like sucks. And then just not getting any sort of advancement or whatever. I mean, like I get raises here and there, but like no sort of extra training, whatever. Right. To the point where, like, I'm just so tired of it. It's just so mind-numbing. And then I just lost both of my parents this year. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry and, to that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, you know, we went on kind of a hiatus for a while. But, um, you know, we're going to be coming back cool. finally. But um, thanks, man. And, uh, you know, just I took some time off. Like, I took a long break from work. My boss wasn't happy, but I don't care. You know, yeah. when the guy tells you to get over the death of your parents and get back to work, I'm like, ha-ha. Um, yeah, here. <laughs> I got some paperwork here from my doctor and my therapist. They said, I need time off. You need to sign it. So <laughs> that's what happened. Nice. Uh, so, but I'm coming towards the end of my break now. Unfortunately, I tried finding new work and everything, but I just love being creative. Like I went to school for like graphic design and video editing and just love podcasting and streaming. Like I stream with friends on the weekends. We play a bunch of party games. I'll do solo streams. I'm not that funny by myself. I'm a lot funnier with friends. You know I'm what I mean? Kinda, but I'm like, the same I try way. To I, I most, yeah. almost all of my, I have one solo <laughs> game stream that I do on Thursday morning. But besides that, it's all, I agree. I need, I need someone to bounce off of for sure. Right. Especially if you're streaming. Cause you don't even have an audience, like a live audience right. to like react to your shit. So exactly yeah yeah it helps it like I, I started adding more stuff to my streams now where like people can like scare me during my streams nice. with like channel points so that's always fun 
but like, you know, nearly shit my pants live on fucking, you know, <laughs> Twitch or whatever. Right. But like, but yeah, no, but like, that's where I'm at right now too. And like in therapy and everything again, like dealing with my grief and everything and like wanting to do something different with my life and just figuring out what it is that I want to do. And I actually went to like an open casting call for this place in the next town over for just acting. Cool. Just for like, what the hell? Why not? You know what I mean? I did a commercial monologue and I sang a song. I got a call back and now I have to go to this event next year in Orlando to, you know, audition in front of like legit talent. Agents. Awesome. And I'm like, yeah, thanks man. Like, so I'm excited about that. So, but yeah, I mean, you already really know where else I'm going. I feel like you're already kind of <laughs> doing the thing though. Like that sounds like you're, you know, I think you're, you're on the right track of like, you know, it's the worst is the people that sit around and are just miserable at the job and talk about all the time. But it's like, what can you do right now about that? Like, what can you do literally? Right. And that's how I came to Twitch streaming. I was like, all my friends are getting more successful than me. I are, are unable to work with me. I felt really like kind of abandoned. So I understand how mm -hmm. you felt, you know, when your band mates were like getting, you know, getting too old for this shit or whatever. And uh, you're just sort of like, you know, you're get instead of sitting around just bitching about those people, and I, and especially right. like I love this. I love Henry and Marcus and Ben and mm. you know Ed and you know like it's like so it sucks. Like especially felt awful to have like any kind of jealous or you know right. dark feelings toward them for getting successful. So but like, then you start questioning yourself too. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, what is it I'm doing wrong? Like, what's right. wrong with me? And then you start going down this tunnel of like, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm, and then you just like drive yourself nuts and like, Hence, we like to talk a little bit about mental health here. Did you like deal with any of that kind of you stuff? You know, I'm only just now in therapy. I do therapy. Uh, really? Yeah, I do weekly therapy uh, solo. And then also Lexi and I do couples therapy. And that came about really? more. Yeah, that came about more. And it wasn't because we were like, our marriage is falling apart. Like it was more no. just, you know, we knew we had some stuff that we needed to iron out. We didn't like the way we were. We like argue and especially okay. like, um, bring that around our daughter so we had winnie our daughter uh last uh august so she's a little over one now and you know congratulations again by the way uh thank you uh or wait wait <laughs> what did you say uh, congratulations okay, that's what know. i thought so i was like yeah. I, I just yeah, want to make sure yeah, i was I'm saying sorry. thank you <laughs> to something instead of anyways i i told aj before this i went to a concert last night and i'm brain dead from getting hammered um, so I'm going to be a little, uh, loopy. I'm not even going to say off, just loopy. I might be better actually than I normally am. Uh, but look, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take it. Whatever, man. It's, <laughs> it's not very often I get to talk to someone who I think is hilarious and love his content. Oh, hell yeah. Stuff, Thank you, man. He's more famous than me. Thank so you, man. it was so insane. Like fame. I don't know if I would say famous, but it is nice to have people that appreciate what I do. And I got, I got friends listening to your yeah, show, yeah. man. And they're like, yo, we love these guys. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm I'm interviewing one of them next That's week. Awesome. They're like, get the fuck out of here. That's like, so cool. Yeah, like my brother. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you My brother off, has a friend who like just loves like LPN, Last Podcast Network, and and like all the shows and my shows, and it was just so funny to me. You know what I mean? It's it's funny. I started listening to you guys before last podcast. Yeah, on the yeah, and yeah. That is like that is like a, a sin for some listen like hardcore fans. <laughs> like, oh no, they were there before. Right, you know, and right. I'm like, well, I'm a nerd. And like, then I got introduced the 
Holden and Jake before these guys. Of course, I love true crime. And I was like, oh, who are these guys? I'm like, wow, they're just as funny. Like, <laughs> Yeah, they're incredible. I mean, and they're like, they're just doing, they're doing the European tour right now. And I still are oh, just like so cool. crushing it on this such higher level that is so inspirational. I guess that uh, would bring me back to like what I was saying before. I just like saw what they were doing, which is like, I'll, mm. I'll just do that. And then also like, God bless Marcus, who or Satan caress Marcus, whatever you want to call it. Um, uh, for Marcus Parks, everybody. Essentially, like he essentially, you know, Jake was doing a show called Nerd of Mouth, and that w- was falling apart with Mike Lawrence because again, Mike yeah. Lawrence was blowing up. I mean, he still is. I hang out with Mark actually all the time out here now because I moved out to L.A. and um, you know he's doing great. He's like writing for uh, Pete Davidson right now, and like oh no shit, and he's he's just very he's so funny though, man. Like his even just hanging out at parties like it's he just runs fucking rings around me it's so funny i just sit there and just like <laughs> um just laugh my face off and like uh he's the best but anyways nerd of mouth was falling apart and i was struggling and, Mar- and marcus knew that and you know roundtable was kind of dissolving and so uh he sort of just pushed us together and was like what do you want to do and i was just kind of like let's just do this edutainment like let's just what they're doing Let's just apply it to the shit we love because I would run into Jake all the time at Creek in the Cave. He was there doing stand-up comedy or recording Nerd of Mouth or whatever. And, you know, we'd be the two nerds in the corner with our, like, 3DSs talking about video games and stuff (laughs) at this, like, you know, comedy scene hang situation. Uh, so that's really how how Wizard and the Bruiser came about, uh, for sure. And then I forgot what we were even talking about right before that, but... uh, you know, it We're is talking it is. about counseling. Yeah, yeah. So therapy. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, I have anger. Uh, I have anger <laughs> and um, I hate it. And so I think that's mm. kind of my main thing that I've been working on. But uh, yeah, I mean, but it's also just great to have somebody, you know, just to unload on that you pay to unload on. Right. That I think we forget that like our significant other isn't doesn't isn't really supposed to be that like we're supposed right. to give them like the fun part of us and like the comforting enjoyable part of us as you know obviously like if you're going through it like god forbid you know the thing you know what you've gone through this year you know i mean obviously they're gonna have to they're gonna need to step in but in general yeah. you know they're not they should you know people get fucking paid for this for a reason like you need i think exactly. everybody should have somebody to sit down and just even just to do that much less like make progress as a human being. Cause it's like, you know, right. you can't just like just do that on your yeah. own really, you know? No. And it's, it's, that's definitely why like our generation I think is, you know, for the most part doing a lot better and being able to open up about, especially with men, because like, you know, the suicide rate in men is crazy. Mm. I mean, I, I, one of my best friends committed suicide years ago and it's just like it fucking, tore me up Mm. inside and he just became another statistic but i mean like for men now to be able to open up and talk about how they're feeling or what they're going through and stuff like that it's like nothing it's different from like my dad my dad grew up in a very abusive household Mm. you know i never met my grandfather he died when my dad was 16 but he was a straight up alcoholic Mm. abused my dad kids you know you know not to get super super heavy on all this stuff right here but like you know he he had to bottle everything down for and that's how he processed and it just became so unhealthy like he didn't lash out when he got older but like he had a lot of anger that he didn't know how to deal with and he never trusted people either very much but he was still a great guy but he was just like always like 
an arm's length away from people. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I mean, even so, my dad didn't necessarily grow up in that situation, but my whole fucking family was unable, like, hi- always hiding the emotion, hiding, you know, and, and, and yeah. uh, if I would get into a fight with them, I just naturally would start crying, and, like, I hated this. It was, like, this guttural reaction. It was something I couldn't control. I would just start crying. Every time, I, like, we would get, I would get into a fight with my parents, and then they would immediately be, mm. like, shut the whole fight down. Because it was like, oh, you're just crying now, like, this is you. It's essentially as if like that's me like forfeiting the match or something. If I start, you know what I mean. And like that just makes it worse. I, I, it's like why do you, why you know? Yeah, like, you're was, making the person feel worse for showing. It was emotion. a home. You know it was, I mean? it was like, very un, uh, very unphysically intimate home as well. Like just right. no touching, no. I love not much many. I love yous. And then on top of that, you know, just a lot of hiding of emotions or hiding. If you're gonna cry, you got to go hide and do that. You do that away from everyone. Uh, and so it took me years to even just be able to feel comfortable like crying watching a movie. Now I love to cry watching movies. And I'm very, mm-hmm. that's one thing I, I don't have a problem with, especially inside my own home, is like I have no issue let it, letting it out and like being really emotional and, you know, if, if I need to be. And it, it, that is such a bizarre thing about our society, about, um, about especially for men, it, is this weirdness around like showing natural emotion like just crying and so i guess it's a sign of weakness or something but i just think yeah. that crying it's is like stigma and i hate it so necessary and one thing yeah. i love about my wife is that she like loves that about me she loves that i'm emotionally really open and really really present in that way um mm. and so it really gives me even more like of a green light to to express that stuff and not have it like thrown back in my face at a later time or anything like that. Or, you know, uh, yeah. So, but, 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 uh, when it comes to back then when I was struggling and hitting that crossroads, I will say one thing, uh, that helped me get through that time and really unlock some doors. It's called, um, the artist way. I'm actually doing it again right now. Um, I think it's okay. Julie Cameron. She was married to Scorsese for a little while. Oh, no. Uh, And she is like a screenplay writer and she created this like 12 week program called the artist way. Uh, It is a book you can pick up and it's like it has you do two fundamental things. And then every week there's like a chapter you read each week and it'll give you exercises and stuff. And the two fundamental things that I think maybe you might even want to start uh, applying yourself, AJ. Uh, one is called the morning pages. You just every morning when you wake up. For me, I have to do childcare like the second I wake up usually. But like the, the moment you have a moment to actually just sit down with a piece of paper, write three pages stream of consciousness first thing when you wake up. Just three pages. Just grab like a get a notebook or something like that, right. and don't think about it at all. Do not overthink it. Do not uh, no, do not underthink. Just just. Actually, yes, underthink it. Just sit down and just vomit. Like literally, even if it's just like T to ta to toe, I don't know. I have no idea what to say right now. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Literally, just I went to the store, I grabbed some milk. I you know, whatever it is, you know. And sometimes it can get kind of deep, and other times it's just like vomit. But you just vomit mm. out three pages a day. And it's interesting because at first it's like, what is this? This is whatever. At first, maybe you're like, or, or maybe you're like, this is nice. It just kind of clears my head up a little bit before I start the day. But after a while, it's you start to like really f- find some stuff in those pages. Like 
because I think it's also has you writing down, you know, what you're thankful for. You might be writing down or what you what you're really a lot of times because you're doing it for a reason. You're doing artist way for a reason. Like you're trying to get the she refers to it as unblocked or whatever. You're trying to like open up as a creative person. And maybe it's maybe you personally just want to like find new creative avenues, but it has nothing to do with career or like you and me, it's like you want. I'm trying to unlock, the, solve this problem of living a, a creative life and like a fulfilling life, like career wise, right? Like, right. and so, and, and that can be your goal too, you know, and that's great. But either way, you start writing down what you're searching for and like what you want. And, you know, I, ta- I said earlier about the tunnel vision thing. I think the morning pages specifically helped me realize after a while. Um, that I, I wasn't just trying to get from like point A to po- a very specific point B. Point A to point B, I mean, being my shitty day job to, um, in my head, I thought I needed to get a, a writing, a staff writing job on a TV show uh, yeah. or whatever, right? And so that was the only thing. I ha- I, I'm a writer. I have to get a staff writing job. That's what I'm pursuing. That's it. After a while of like exploring that, a, I realized I don't really want to fuck another nine to five. I hate nine to fives. Like I'm trying to get out of the nine to five. And also, like, is that is that the only way it can happen? A writing job? Like, why? And it kind of almost brought me back to college of like I have to be this serious actor. I have to be this specific thing to get you know respect or to do it the quote unquote right way. Right. And after a while, I was like, wait, I just want to like have my own schedule live a creative life, like do things that, that excite me, you know, the podcast I was, and that's when I started doing the Twitch streaming thing. And I was just like, Oh, this is awesome. I have my own sky. I can, I have my own deal and it's mine. And like, cause murder fist was not mine. Right. It was every, it was eight peoples. Right. Even round table was right. six peoples. Right. And I mean, technically even murder, uh, uh where's the bruiser? My other, I also am on a, a pop culture podcast called page seven with Jackie, page seven. uh, who's yeah. awesome. Um, and, uh, and MJ, uh, but anyways, like, even that's like shared, but like my channel's my fucking channel and having that for the first time and like realizing the power of that is I never really, I tried stand up, but I didn't really stick with it and I should have. Uh, that's, right. that's definitely a regret too. And again, it was that tunnel vision. At one point I was like, I can't both do stand up and do murder fist. I'm ne- I think I just need to focus on making murder fist happen. And then, and now looking back, I'm like, I could have figured it out. I could have done both. You know, so did that tunnel vision kind of like break away when you started at with Twitch finally? Yeah, like, I, well, I started to trying do your own thing. I started trying a yeah. bunch of stuff. Like I was doing this thing yeah. by the guys who uh, they who did uh, Vine. They created this thing called Hype. It was, and they also did that quiz show thing, the the quiz app where you do uh, you'd answer the ten questions and people won money or whatever. I forgot the name of it. Oh, trivia HQ. Yeah, I know what you're HQ talking about. trivia, yep. whatever. Uh, in between those two things, they created this thing called hype, which was like a weird app live streaming thing that like was essentially yeah. did the OBS thing, uh, open broadcast software. It's a Twitch. It's how you stream on Twitch. It did that, but like on your phone and in a TikTok y viney kind of DIY, uh, uh, easy to kind of do way, right? But it was just a little too okay. complicated. Just didn't ever take off. Yada yada yada. But I was doing all weird shit like that. I was like trying out test, almost like play testing a new app and stuff. Uh, but Twitch is what really when the gear, the green lights started. I sound like fucking Matthew McConaughey with the green lights, but the green lights started like turning, going off 
on Twitch. It was obvious, like, this is the direction you need to be going in with your shit. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, working with Jackie. Like, we had worked together in Murder Fist, but we hadn't, like, done a thing specifically together. And we started streaming together and, and, and you know, it was connected to Twitch. And that's how I ended up getting on to page seven to replace Marcus, who originally was the co-host of that. You know, and so all that stuff... You know, I think really did come about from like from doing you know that artist way. I, it's kind of a chicken of the egg thing. I'm like, did artist way cause it, or was my general just like drive, just really what caused it? But artist way was just kind of like, uh, I think one I of think the things for, I was just, doing. You know, like it just so- it just sounds like when you finally slowed down and started seeing other opportunities in front of you, you found more like. Yeah, I could do that. You know yeah. what I mean? And then getting more comfortable with it. You know what I mean? And I think that's very important to like people that feel stuck like that in certain ways. Like trying new things is great. You know yeah, what I it's mean? Like, like, and you got to have a really hard year or two or more, like where you're mm. doing too much. And then you have that moment where you go, I don't have to do like, ha- like, I, I was teaching comedy as well. I was doing all this shit and then, and directing a sketch comedy group at the People's Improv Theater and just, so many, so many spinning plates. And eventually I was just like, I'm not going to do like, I am making enough money doing this Twitch and podcasting. Like I can just do that. And then holy shit, mm. that was when it was like, we did it. We made it. <laughs> uh, but also I, rem- I remember, you, I remember your Twitch episode too, yeah, how emotional you got very like, telling emotional. your story and everything. And I was, it really struck me because I was like, man, like he really did it, man. You know what I mean? And I, I'm happy for and him. And I'm like, I'm still a, I'm like, I'm an affiliate. I'm not a partner at all. You know what I mean? And I struggle for years and I, I'm very part time with Twitch right. as it is. But I mean, like, I've, I'm like nervous and scared to like jump in full time. You know what right. I mean? Because I see the numbers. They're like good some days, bad other days. And then like, I just do it for fun now. But then now I'm just more thinking this year, like, what am I doing? Right. You know what I mean? Like, I spent this whole time off fixing my portfolio, applying to jobs, you know, trying to find something. And I go back to nights in like three, four weeks now. And I'm like, oh, like trying not to think just about let it. Just you know I mean? so, let the anguish drive you. I mean, the pure desperation drive you, you know, I mean, that's that's one thing. And I mean, also a, a couple things. A, a, I am like right now I just added two streams and doing all this extra work right now because like we had the baby mm. and we moved to LA and all of a sudden we were like, Oh shit. We're not just like making that money anymore. Like we were, you know what I mean? Or like it's going to things and it's right. just more expensive and Lexi lost out on a lot of work and some, some debt piled up. So like, I'm not like crushing it. First of all, like I'm struggling, <laughs> but I'm like way happier to be struggling and, and, and like fighting the good fight on a, on a job I care about and love, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I wake up every day and still like love what I do for, for the hours and hours that I do it. Right. And so it doesn't, mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's, I'm still happy to be so happy to be where I'm at and I'm fine. I'm doing all right. Yeah. But, uh, uh, the other side of that too is, um, I forgot what the, I was going to say with the B, but the B is just like, I think, I think the B was just like, um, you know, you can really, I think you can really make, make some leaps and you can kind of put some stuff out there. I think that'll like guide you to the next step. Like the example I would mm. bring up, the reason why is again, I was doing a Monday night stream with Lexi called Lexi Loves Game Night, where my favorite game from my childhood is 
Final Fantasy VII. And so we had her play through Final Fantasy VII. And it was literally just like, I had no intentions of making money doing Twitch. I just was like, just another outlet. It was just another thing to throw out there to be like, maybe this. Mm. I don't know. And um, we were doing it for, we did it for free for a year, right? And that was going to be my B. We did that for free for a year to like 20 people, maybe sometimes less. You know, it wasn't like huge, but it was yeah. better than a lot. And it was largely because of Roundtable of Gentlemen, the podcast I did for free for several years. And I think people don't realize that. Like the last podcast left, guys. They their first live shows were in the tiny Creek in the Cave theater to like ten people, maybe. Like, yeah, you know. And then I saw it happen. Like I saw over the years as they were doing these these like live shows. All of a sudden, rock like yeah. All of a sudden, you can't get in. (laughs) You know, all of a sudden, people are like, "Oh fuck, can you get me in?" Because like. I guess it's already sold out. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? Because I was maybe doing like yeah. a little spot or something on it. So, you know, I think people don't realize like how long you have to like the the blood offering you have to give, how long you have to do the it mind, yeah. just for absolute free before mm. any, you know, the thing I roll my eyes at at the most is someone who starts a podcast and then like immediately puts the Patreon out. And it's like, dude, you got to do that show for at least a year for free. At least. Mm. Probably more. I mean, to build up the listenership and just to say, here's all this stuff that I've given you, right? For absolute free. At a certain point, you have to feel like kicking in a little bit of money just to say a little thank you, right? Like, if I'm giving you weekly regular entertainment for free. So how the Twitch thing kind of became monetized was we were doing this stream every Monday for free. And after several, several months, we were like, started complaining about the couch. And Lexi complained about how it, like the, her back was hurting. And there's this old couch that we needed. We wanted to replace, but we did have the money for it. And we were just, we had no idea what we were even planting the seeds. And someone eventually was just like, Hey, why don't you put like a link PayPal link up or whatever? Well, I, don't i donate some money for your couch i watch this every week for hours like of course right and so we were like oh yeah this is before you know if you know anything about twitch like this was we we didn't know anything about Streamlabs. we didn't know anything about obs we're streaming through the playstation 4 with a 40 dollar camera so again yeah. going back to what can you do right fucking now like what can you do right now so i love that you like went to that audition because that was something you could just do and you didn't sit around being like well i need an agent and then i can go on audition you know what i mean you just like did it and i think that's yeah. really commendable and that's what people should be Excellent. doing right so you know so we put up the paypal link we got the money for the couch that we were we were like oh this is the couch it was like several hundred dollars couches aren't 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 cheap and and we got it in like two streams or something. And we're like, holy shit. That's awesome. We're like, wait yeah. a second. I mean, this was before subs. This was before affiliate. I did I don't even think the affiliate thing the affiliate thing was serendipitous for me, actually, because I think it came about like right around the time I decided to go pro. If you know mm. again, if you know anything about Twitch, like there's there's a sub a sub button, a subscription button, but you don't just get that when you sign up for Twitch. People can subscribe to it for five bucks a month. They get special emotes uh, that are only for your channel and like little things. And it's just a way to be like, love your stuff. I I give you the sub, like you know, because exactly. I will give you five dollars because I watch you for hours every week, right? Every month, mm-hmm. and 
um, you don't automatically get the button. You have to either become affiliate or partner. And I am now partner, but like I even got partner despite myself. I got a there was a connection through Streamlabs that connected me to the guy at Twitch that like handles subs. And I like told him my deal. We had a meeting and I was like, this is my deal. This is what I, my thing with Twitch and everything. And he was just like, I'm just going to like go ahead and just like make you partner. Like I see your intentions are really good. Like you have, you're showing good numbers, but I wasn't showing enough numbers to like uh, apply. I could probably do it now. But like to apply and just get it through the system. I think it's I think it's like seventy five plus views now for partner because that's what I'm looking. But at mine right oscillates now. Like, like I have kind of, I'm I'm close to that on average. Well, probably on average mm. is is every Friday we we do well over a hundred, right? But my oh, wow. all my other streams are, because that's the show I do with Jackie. It's called Jack and with the Holdies. It's like this pregame stream. It's what kind of set the whole thing Love on it. fire. Like you know, but um. <laughs> Yeah, but but besides that, like my other streams, it kind of oscillates anywhere between like forty and seventy, you know, generally too. So it's not, you know, it's still a lot more than what I'm pulling in. So I mean, you know, good for it you. It took man. years. <laughs> it, it really was not that at first at all, right? And yeah. but anyways, but yeah, like, and then it just slowly built up from that couch. Like I was like, oh, and mm. then and then I was like, if I can raise up enough for for a gaming PC. And I also at work, I was given like an ultimatum, essentially. They were like, you either need to become our bitch and work way harder. And like my boss tried to do this whole intimidation thing. It was like, it was so fucking lame. And I, they were like, you can either do all this crazy stuff and blah, 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 or you can leave at the end of March. And I was just like, I, I at first I was like, okay, I'll do. And then I left for the weekend. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. If I can like raise up enough money for a gaming PC you know, and just, I'll, I'll just take the leap, man. It's time, you know? And I went yeah. back and I was like, I'm out in March and I raised up. And this is this part where I got emotional on my own podcast, talking about Twitch. And then I got that money for the gaming PC in like a month and a half or something like that. If that, and you know, it was amazing. And what, what makes me emotional is the kindness of strangers, you know? Right. It's like, a exactly. that's so beautiful. Like, it, it you know, so like random people just here's here your life's changed here you go like one person yeah. donated like hundreds for it wow. i was just like i don't even know i don't remember their i wish i remember their username i wish i'd archived the stream where it happened you know but i was or just like it or something yeah, yeah someone's just like here's your change life change here you go here's your like yeah. everything you ever wanted it's you know I yeah I remember that first paycheck I got from Twitch. It wasn't really anything to show, you know what I mean? But it was like, Still, hey, cool. Like, you know, everybody got an extra. The first, you know, like. Same with probably the first time if you ever, I'm, yeah. I'm sure you probably at some point got paid to do a gig with your band, right? Like when that. It's, oh, always. Dude. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I, I, I know you said you got far, but I don't want to make any assumptions, yeah. I guess. But no, no, no. It's all good. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, we, we, we had guaranteed shows that were paying like four or five hundred bucks. Yeah, right. Just for, Two hours of incredible music. So, feeling. You know, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that never, and that never really fully goes away. And you always remember the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think you all, you always remember that. And, uh, you know, because everybody remembers that first time they got paid to do comedy, right? It's like such a cool feeling. Um, mm. but anyways, yeah, it's like it was, uh, you know, it was like a slow, natural journey. And it was a lot of free work. It was a ton of free work as well. Right. And I think that's one of the things people don't get about 
any of this stuff. And that goes with anything, band, stand up, podcasting, Twitch, especially Twitch and podcasting because it's so easy. Like, I think people think you just buy some microphones and like whatever and it'll just like happen. And you're just like, no, no, no. Then you have to do this extremely consistently for several years, you know? Yeah. They always talk about like, I mean, like, I, yeah. I, I, I'm not any sort of like fancy gamer. Like I'm, I'm very terrible at gaming. And I started Same. off kind of like you, like just streaming for my Xbox. Like I was playing Friday the Thirteenth when that was a thing. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I and that. just like how I was so bad at that game. But like there were a couple drunk nights. Like my friends are laughing at me, and random people are laughing at me as I'm like being terrible as Jason. <laughs> you know. But I mean, like I'm sure my buddy listening right now is laughing because he knows exactly what I'm talking about. But, um, you know, I started from there and then like I, I had friends like because uh, I was just making videos for YouTube for a while for our the pop culture podcast that I was doing for a while, just like gaming videos. And then uh, friends of mine were like, hey, why don't you just try out Twitch? And I'm like, well, what is Twitch? Like, I've never tried Twitch. And then, you know, I started doing it, messing around with it from my Xbox. And then from there, just slowly building up my my own setup and everything, and just go. Now I, I have way too many monitors. Now it's ridiculous. Uh-huh. But like, <laughs> so, but you know, I'm just just grinding on the weekends, man, because I enjoy it. It keeps me inside. Like I'm 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 35, dude. Yeah. Like I don't, you know, I don't go out much anymore. And when I do, I feel like that old creep, you know, <laughs> at the bar. Like you know, all these younger kids. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm just sitting here enjoying my beer, getting grays coming out. I'm yeah, like, I be going. So I be going. Do a, a few know, like, like shows uh, recently, and it's so funny. You're just like, oh, okay, it's a little different, but mm-hmm. I, I, it's nice. But I, I hear you too. I mean, I'm almost forty, and I have a kid now, so I'm extremely yeah. uh, home a lot. Um, in fact, I'm just thrilled. We have a studio space out here now, like that's really awesome. So it's that's down the street for me, so I can at least like go. That's cool. Work there. Which is nice, but uh, yeah, but yeah, man. I mean, I think it's just like trying all this shit, and um, you know, and and I, again, I highly recommend Artist Way. And if anything else, like try the Morning Pages yeah. thing. And I said there were two fundamental things. The other fundamental thing is this thing called the Artist Date, which is like a goofy name for it, but it's essentially literally just like taking yourself on a like date once a week, where you like take mm. yourself to a museum go on a really long walk and just like no headphones and just observe the world around you go like take a take that like weird pottery class that's like at that spot down the road like just whatever it is it doesn't have to be expensive it could be super cheap or it could be like really fancy and just like once a week literally take your little artist baby out for like uh just a little t- time together you know nobody else i'm trying to think the last time i can't be anyone else (laughs) right like i love going to museums alone i used to do that all the time when i lived Mm. in new york dude i used to have i had a a membership to the moma and i worked close there i would go to the moma like at lunch like multiple times throughout the month you know and just go what look at incredible art on my lunch break you know it's i don't do Mm. any of that shit anymore and i think that is also this important you know, it's such an important thing to do. And so few of us who, who lead creative lives re- remember like, oh, yeah, I have to go into the world and observe it and be present and aware of what's happening around me and not just like throw the headphones on and just just like block everything out. You know, especially again, going back to New York City, like on the subway, especially 
just being, you know, t- take the fucking headphones out, put the book away, put the phone game away, and actually, you're on the subway with a bunch of insane people. They're all completely different. It's this amazing mm. moment you get to have every day. And we all, you know, when you live there, you start to take that for granted hugely. And so, yeah, yeah I, um, yeah, I took myself on a, just a walk yesterday to try to sneak a little bit of a kind of an artist date in. And I was like, God, why don't I do this more often? You know, no music. No, I'm just seeing, mm. I'm seeing people. I'm seeing the world. I'm thinking about ideas. I'm having them, you know? Mm. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's, that's the other big enough. one. But I, and I highly, I highly recommend the book. I, I, the funny thing is I'm doing it again just now. Cause I was kind of hit. Like I said, it was a little bit of a very different crossroads, right? Like I just had a kid. I was, I feel like I was just kind of like going through the motions with my shows a little bit mm-hmm. and feeling a little like starting to feel stale, little numbed like, out, little you know. stale, yeah. you know, the streams and the shows, like I'm still like putting the work in. I'm, I'm not like, they're not like, bad or anything per se i would say but no, you know just but you need, you need a change you need something I, yeah you know? i feel it and yeah. i feel like i see my i feel myself getting distracted or just trying to get through it to get to the end of the day where i can finally just like have a beer and play video games right and it's like i right. the whole point of me doing this is to not do that <laughs> not just be like <laughs> trying to get to the escape part so mm-hmm. um i'm starting it again kind of to try to break into the next whatever that is, you know, I think I want, I want to write another screenplay, you know, there's so many great people to work with out here. I don't know. I just want to get some stuff going. Definitely the live show, but we are going on tour. So by the way, was the bruiser page seven, uh, the release, the butthole cut tour. Um, that's going to Dallas and, uh, Austin in November. Um, and we're doing in December, we're doing DC, Philly, Brooklyn. We're doing a Midwest run, uh, as well, look up for tickets if you're interested. It's going to be a killer show uh, because the, yeah. the awesome, dirty little secret about the last podcast network is every single one of us are honed perf- comedy performers out of New York who did it for like a decade in New York City. So most, yeah. if you go see most podcasts live, it's usually like kind of just the podcast, but live. It's people just sitting. It's pe- not necessarily honed performers. We write a specific show for the stage. We put on a big show. We are all co- comedian. Every single... Jake and MJ, my co-hosts, uh, uh, respect for Wizard Bruiser Page 7, respectfully, are both did stand-up comedy in New York. Jackie and I were both in Murder Fist, did sketch comedy in New York for fucking years. Like We bring it. Uh, and I loved... I'm so excited to get to fucking tour again it's i'm so so not just to especially after covid and everything after like covid that, dude and then i went so into happy. pandemic number two that's the funny thing about all us idiots who had a, a, a conceived in pandemic is we went immediately into a second quarantine the second <laughs> pandemic started to kind of loosen like i i don't know what the, do, do you have kids no no, I don't. So, I don't, which yeah. is fine. And we didn't have, by the way, and throwing out there, you're 35. We, I, we didn't have kids. So obviously when he's one, right? 38 or whatever, right? We, we, so it's, mm. there's still time, especially for you because you're a guy. 
Um, Thank you. <laughs> if that's even something you're in, into, because also you might. Have I, no I, it's been coming up in therapy recently. If I'm open to having kids someday, and I'm like, uh, I mean, if it happens, cool. Yeah. I mean, I haven't found that one woman right. yet, but I mean, you know, yeah. So we'll see. I hear that, and I think that's kind of like was the case for me. Like, I've, if Lexi hadn't come along, I don't know, you know, uh, where I'd be. But I'm so happy to. You're, t- you're just. Real quick, you were talking about that Final Fantasy stream with her and everything. I remember that clip you played on Whisper with her. Like, I forgot what scene it was, but she was like, Aerith. "Yeah, I knew it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Made her cry. It's so good. That's the great thing about that game. It's like I think it's going back to boys and emotions. It's like baby's mm. first like emotional moment with media a little bit. I think. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, we would just immediately like I was asking you if you had a kid because then just to tell you like you just sit in the like postpartum depression is a funny thing because they're like, yeah, people get they kind of talk about it like it's a thing like a cold people catch. But I'm kind of like, I mean, I think just the act of taking care of a one to, uh, to four month old essentially uh, or, or zero to four month old is to be depressed because all you do is like sit in the dark all day and like you don't you, 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 it's hard to like leave the house and because they're sleeping so much and all they do is like eat and sleep especially those first couple of months so you're just like right. you're not sleeping you're just sitting in the dark all day you're just like you just feel like you just do you're watching TV all day because you're just kind of sitting there taking care of a baby and you're on hopefully maternity and paternity leave uh, from work so that you can just f- do that. Cause it's so goddamn hard. And uh, I give, I give women all the it's respect unbelievable. in the world. Seriously. It's, it's like they, they, they deserve way Single more parents are. I don't, I, oh my God. I did. I've only so far. I've only done one true, like 24 hour stretch with Winnie. I mean, it's mm. so crazy. Like at least right now, like a year or whatever, when she can watch a movie or something, like it'll be different mm. or maybe not a movie, but she can do anything, entertain herself like on any level for more than like 15 minutes. I think it'll be a little different, but you know, it's so exhausting. It's so crazy. So yeah, that was definitely a lot of us. Cause I also have some other friends who we all had kids at the same time. A lot of us mm. went into cor- uh, uh, pandemic part two, quarantine part two, which was so jarring. So yeah, it, it's, it's yeah. very exciting to be hitting the road and, you know, just just getting out there, and and it's so fun to see the country and all that good. Are stuff. you bringing uh, Le- Lexi and uh, Winnie Should with you? Try to get the them or? out to Brooklyn because we didn't really get to do the big Brooklyn thing. We did uh, a goodbye mm. rather, or or big New York goodbye. Like we kind of left. I felt like we were like fleeing the country. Like we you l- left during COVID. Yeah, we right? left like, like in the dead of yeah. night. It was also in the middle of winter, which is the, is the best time to move to LA. Ooh, but still, yeah. it was freezing. It was still quarantine. Like it just wasn't, um, you know, it just, we didn't get to do that fun, you know, we're going to, you know, spend the last couple of weeks here going to this bar and this bar and remember, you know, and going to this site yeah. that we always used to go to. And yeah, we didn't really get that at all. So I want really want to go up and do it up big in, uh, in December. Um, but yeah, well, that's awesome. That'd be man. cool. That's very cool. Uh, I mean, like, Fuck man! That, that, oh, let, before we get into like more plugs or anything like that, because we basically covered pretty, everything that I wanted to talk. Hell about. yeah! Um, since you do a lot of pop culture and geek stuff, um, you know, with Wizard of the Bruiser and Page Seven, is there like any? 
favorite geek thing or something you could recommend to like my listeners that, you know, might be geeks at heart or like are geeks that maybe have never seen or heard of or anything like that? Well, I don't know. I, my initial thing is like, I'm a massive, uh, Dark Souls guy from software guy. So of course, everyone has heard of Dark Souls and Elden Ring, but I think a lot of people are intimidated to get into it. First of all, El- mm. Elden, best time to get in right now, Elden Ring, because my big piece of advice to anyone who wants to get into it is just like maybe look up like a, I do this for all video games though that are basically uh, RPGs or or kind of a little just slightly more complex. I always look up like the game and beginner's guide because just sometimes mm. there's just little things that you know let's say like a Witcher three or something like a big open world yeah. kind of. Sometimes there's just little things you just wouldn't know unless you looked it up. Right. Right. What was right. the thing recently? There was like I did it. I did this thing on. That's what it was. Final Fantasy VII Remake. There's a way to like take multiple potions at once. But if you don't, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, if you that, don't yeah. like <laughs> know this thing and like figure out this thing. So I did it uh, while I was on stream. I was doing it, and someone was like, "Wait a second, what did you just do?" <laughs> You can fucking do... I got through the whole game. You know what I mean? It's like, I hate that feeling yeah. of getting through it a, an entire game and then finding mm-hmm. out that, like, there was this fundamental thing that would have made the entire experience more enjoyable. So I always look up a beginner's mm-hmm. guide. But Elden Ring, man, such a good starting point, finally, I feel like, for anybody who was intimidated in the past. And the main reason being is that, like, it's such a giant world to explore. Like, anything mm-hmm. that's giving you a hard time, just walk away from it. Put an icon down on the map if you want to be like, I need to. Re- I'm going to come back and fucking slaughter this motherfucker when I'm more powerful, and just go <laughs> explore somewhere else. You know, mm. and and you know, whereas I, before it was a little more of a tunnel visiony kind of thing. Mm. Like they were sort of open, but for the most part, they're kind of like you. You want to go in this direction, and there was a lot more like you had just if you can't get through this part, you're just fucked. You know what I mean? Whereas Elder Ring yeah. is very much so. Like, like you will totally cream this person if you just go south first and like explore that whole area and kill enemies and bosses and level up and level up and 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 come back and you'll just be like fine, you know. Um, mm. So yeah, in terms of more obscure stuff, I mean, I'm a huge Berserk fan. Uh, the the manga Berserk. Um, uh, so definitely check that out. Again, I found that actually Marcus is reading it now, which is really exciting. Marcus from last podcast. Oh no, left. kidding! He's really into it. And he was never into manga before. Super not mm. into anime, um, and so I uh, definitely, definitely was always trying to get everybody around me to. I've been trying to get Henry to read it so bad. Uh, I, I gave him the first volume of like the fancier, the 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 newer re- editions of it that are really nice hardbacks. Um, I didn't even mention that Dune podcast yeah. you did with Henry. I, I listened to that whole thing. Yeah. I still don't understand it, but I've I, seen the movie. But I, mean, <laughs> I have no idea what's going on, and I had to read all the books. And everything. <laughs> no, it's it's honestly, I, I have a great appreciation for it now, especially yeah. book four. I loved, I loved like books one through four. I think are really strong, and especially just because of how. Because like book four is just like this. Jo- I mean, uh, I don't know if I want to spoil stuff. It is just That's... it's weird, man. It's just n- unlike the anything in the first book. It's completely like a different thing. You're like it's essentially you're like hearing. You're like it's like first person and and it's God. You know what I mean? Like talking to. Yeah, it's so bizarre. 
but uh, uh yeah but it, and, I would yeah. I would sit there I would sit there listening to the audio books of it at uh, at my night job and I'm like I don't know what's more boring the first hundred pages that's that I'm going through right now in book one you know what I mean where they're like trying to set up everything yeah or me just operating this machine right now staring at nothing know, right? you know what I mean and then finally it got better I always say it, after that, I was like okay like takes, you know my buddy was like you just got to get through like those first what is that and I agree and it, t- it takes yeah. so long <laughs> and then it gets great but it I yeah. absolutely agree I wonder if I'd have this thing because I want to reread the first one now that I'm like gone through mm. it. I wonder if I'll have the same feeling. I feel like I won't because I'll, it all just may, you know, it's not in a, it's not in a different language to me anymore. You know what I mean? Mm. I know what these words mean. I know what the Butlerian right, Jihad right. is, you know what I mean? Like, so there's yeah. that, but also, yeah, I just, but I say the same thing. It's like such an annoying ask. It's the same thing as like, play this video game. The first four hours are terrible. You know what I mean? It's just like, ugh, four hours. Like yeah. and, and, and the books, even more at 200 pages. Or like the first or 10 like watching hours. a brand new TV show, like season three gets better. Like I seriously have to I know it's like two the, other seasons. Trying to get like, people to watch uh, The Wire. It's like, I mean, it's great from the beginning, <laughs> but it's like, dude, it becomes the best show of all time in season three. Mm. And I, that's a huge ask, but it literally becomes <laughs> the best show ever made. Like, like you just got to get through those first two not bad seasons, mm. by the way. I'm not like crit- even trying to shit on them, but like they're not the best show ever made uh right right until you get to season three but yeah i uh uh berserk i highly recommend it uh the manga berserk um for newer stuff the anime just dropped i i don't know how obscure this shit is i feel like people might be rolling their eyes right now listen to this but um chainsaw man <laughs> rules check that out oh my god i love chainsaw so man. Cool. i haven't watched the anime yeah. yet but i'm hearing amazing things it's so I'm very good. excited for that. So Shout outs to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. That's on Netflix. Again, not sure how obscure this stuff is. I think everybody's heard of this stuff at this point, but <laughs> uh, horror manga Junji Ito. Um, huge fan of that. Check out Uzumaki. Um, that that is an amazing horror manga about this town that becomes obsessed with spirals. Uh, just absolutely check it out. Uh, and what else? I'm uh, you know. I'm a big uh, uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion fan. Again, it's so funny. That used to be so obscure for so many people. Mm. I feel like it is so not anymore. Like Netflix, It's on Netflix. But yeah. just to give you like a basic idea of it, if, if you're not super familiar with it, it's just it's like this amazing... starts out as this amazing mech anime, kind of like Gundam, where these kid, p- kid pilots are piloting these giant machine monsters and these angels are being sent down from God to like destroy the earth for the second time. And uh, uh, halfway through the show became incredibly popular. Then halfway through the run of the show, the uh, show's creator director, Hideaki Anno has a total mental breakdown, goes through this insane, like deep depression. And then the whole show gets fucking nuts. And it's so I think that's where I stopped watching it. Cause I was like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. like, I, I like, I was like, okay, there's all this action, and then all of a sudden, what happened to the main character here? Right. And it's just like, I got so lost, and by the end of the episode, I'm like, there's more to this. I'm like, where do I start? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Uh, yeah, oh, I think that's man. it. It's hard though. I'm trying to think. It's like I'm trying to think of obscure, but you know, it's kind of the amazing thing about. And it's mostly due to the. I always recommend Mass Effect to people to play Mass Effect. Yeah. That's my favorite. I RPG got an franchise. Xbox 360. Like, I, man, 
the best I almost want to do this with like the next console generation. I got an Xbox 360 for like 50 bucks from a friend, brand new. He got it from like doing mm. a gig for Microsoft or something and he wasn't a gamer. Oh no shit. And and like at the very end of the console cycle. So I would just get to go to GameStop and buy I bought like the Mass Effect trilogy for like 20 bucks and brought it home and had like hundreds of hours of awesome gameplay experience for twenty dollars. It was like insane. I highly recommend yeah. waiting to the end of a console cycle, get the console for next <laughs> to nothing, and then you have this ridiculous library of video games that are all on sale um, by that point and cheap, you know? I'm the dumbass that bought all three games, have them, and then still bought the Legendary Edition because all the DLC yeah, had all was the DLC. It, so. <laughs> Which, again, yeah, that was awesome too. It had all the DLC, and the DLC was awesome. Yeah. No, I love Mass Effect. Yeah. I think it's great. Uh, um, I can't wait for the fourth one. I hope I, I hope it's okay. Did you play the... the really it, it wasn't... A, was it a, did they refer Andromeda? to Andromeda? No, well, I was going to ask about Andromeda, but yeah, it's, you know, it's whatever, right? I didn't give I, I didn't get him an Andromeda the time of day with all the bugs and stuff like that. I hear it's a good story, but I mean, like, I don't consider that like Mass Effect Four. But I, I guess this new one is going to tie together like a little bit of Andromeda with you know the actual story with like Shepard and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. so yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hmm. That's cool. And then, did so, you? I'm interested. Did you fuck with the remake or whatever? Or I forgot that that even happened. Wasn't there like a? Didn't they give it a little polish and put it back out? Uh, maybe not. Maybe I'm crazy. Uh, yeah, it's pre- you're thinking of the Legendary Edition. Maybe I am. Yeah, that, is that just is yeah? That the one that, came out that, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they 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 updated uh, the first game a little bit to make their faces look a little bit more uh, nicer, I guess. Gotcha. So, but I mean, it's still the 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 Mako was still jank. So I mean, like, <laughs> okay, good as it should be. <laughs> but, anyway. <laughs> but anyway, we're coming to the end of the show here. Before we get into plugs, real plick, we're uh, plick. Jesus You're Christ, fine. I can't talk. Uh, <laughs> before we get into plugs, um, I like to end the show. Um, where you know we we give a kind word to like listeners out there it's something that my grandfather would always say it's like you know hey what can i get you for your birthday or hey what can i get you for christmas he'd say all i need is a kind word so if you can leave our listeners with a kind word or something like that what would it be Why? Mm. um believe in yourself i think that's uh totally what i would what i would leave everybody with yeah super believe in yourself Especially- uh, you know, no one's going to do it for you. You got it. You, you got it. You know, you got this. You know what you need to do. And if you don't know what you need to do, uh, artist way or something like it, meditate, start searching, you know, yes. but you got this and you know, you got this. So absolutely believe in yourself because there's a lot of people who shouldn't be where they're at and they're only there because they believe in themselves. <laughs> there's a lot of fucking <laughs> hacks out there. So go show them and, and be the thing, you know, and, and just, yeah. you can do it right now. That's the other thing. You can start doing it right now. Stop fucking around with yourself. Stop, you know, God, it might be, it might be coming like Jordan Peterson or something, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like there's literally, you, you stop with the excuses. Like you can absolutely, whatever you're trying to do, whatever you're trying to pursue in this life, you can actively mm. start working towards it right now. Do one little thing every day towards whatever it is. You know, I'm keeping it as ambiguous as possible. But let's say it's like comedy or something. I mean, that's the easiest one, right? Like, go to that open mic. You know it exists. You've been thinking about it. I know you've been thinking about it. Go to the open mic. Get on stage. I know it's scary, but it's also whatever. Just get up on stage and start pounding away at that 10,000 hours or whatever the fuck it is. You know, you know, you can do it. You can just do it. Just do it. 
Get the mics. Like Shia LaBeouf. Just do it. Do it. Just get the mics. Go live. <laughs> you got this. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, do you want to plug everything again uh, where people can find you and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, check me out. Um, you know, uh, Wizard and the Bruiser and Page 7 on the last podcast network. I don't even think I specifically said the name of my Twitch channel. Twitch.tv forward slash Holden Nature's Ho. What's yours, by the way? Uh, Twitch.tv slash J underscore Arbuckle Gaming right. because I am a single man graphic designer and I have cats. Awesome. So Love it. Yes. Uh, awesome. And you're you're sad like that guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're, you're not sad like that guy. Damn. Uh, no, no, you're doing you found me out. <laughs> Wait, kind words, kind words. I'm just kidding. You're not sad like John Arbuckle. He's the saddest. Uh, so yeah, twitch.tv forward slash hold data so. Where's the bruiser page seven? Uh, wasn't a band. We're releasing one last EP called, uh, or I don't know what the name of the EP is called yet, but uh, our band's called The Cowmen. Check us out. Uh, Roundtable of Gentlemen. If you want to hear me in my 20s say a bunch of stuff that I'd never be able to get away with today. Last <laughs> Podcast Network for all other podcasts. Uh, check check all, out all the podcasts on, on the network. They're great. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And don't forget to support them on Patreon too. You know, definitely check out their Patreons and support them. Please. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, do some plugs of my own and then we'll talk a little off air. Sound sure. good? All right. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. If you were watching on YouTube, hey, how are you? Um, if you would like to uh, subscribe, just click that button. Uh, click that like button. I'd appreciate it. Uh, leave a comment. You know, uh, if you are listening on uh, Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. Uh, you know, it'll help us stand out in a sea of billions of other podcasts, including this young, this <laughs> man right here, and all his podcasts and stuff. Uh, <laughs> you can call me young. You can follow. <laughs> This young, strapping young lad. Um, uh, you can also check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash roads you've traveled podcast, Twitter and Instagram at RWT pod. Uh, we do have a Patreon, um, but like I said, I've been on kind of a hiatus this year with everything that I've been dealing with. So um, uh, the show is going to be coming back. I have a team of people I'm going to be working with finally. So it's not all on me finally. Thank Love God. Um, so. Uh, we got merch on T Public. Check it out. And again, you can follow me at twitch.tv slash J underscore Arbuckle Gaming. I stream mostly every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights with friends. We do a lot of stupid comedy humor hour with Jackbox, whatever. You know, like we always have fun with that stuff. But Holden, thank you so much for taking time and hanging out with me today. This has been such an honor. I am, again, such a huge fan of your work and, you know, I respect you so much and thank you for just taking time out of your day to talk to me, man. Uh, you're so welcome. This was absolutely a blast. It was great to uh, get to know you a bit as well, AJ. Thank you so much for having me, man. Anytime, man. <laughs> <laughs>